Jesus said, No one can serve two lords, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. In the name of Jesus. Jesus and. There's always Jesus and something else. Your old Adam is good at that game. Your human heart is always in the business of setting up false gods, false hopes, false lords to trust in. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it, says Jeremiah? The heart is an idol factory. You heard about some of this in our congregation at prayer readings this past week. There was the story of the golden calf. The Israelites always had some other Lord going on besides Yahweh, that is, Jesus. The golden calf, Baal, Asherah, Molech, take your pick. You and I, too. We are just like the people of Israel. Sure, we no longer have statues, but still false gods. There's, of course, Jesus and good works. That's self-righteousness. Where our standing with God or other people's standing with God is no longer based 100% on Jesus crucified and raised for them, but upon their behavior toward us and other people. Jesus today turns our attention to a specific false god. It's the false god of mammon. That is, our money and stuff. You cannot serve God and mammon, money, Jesus says. Jesus and money gives you not self-righteousness, but self-reliance. Both self-righteousness and self-reliance work the same. The and something becomes more important. It comes before Jesus. To all these false gods, to each golden calf, to each report on grain prices, each bank account, each investment that we place our trust in, Jesus says, you shall have no other gods before me. Besides Jesus condemning your trust being based on how much or how little is in your bank account or retirement fund, there is the reality that all of our and some things, each and every false god is temporary. It, it's worthy of, makes you worthy of, the oven, hell, 
Our good works are temporary. Sure, they help our neighbor right now. That's a good thing. But it's not lasting. Works only last as long as you live or they live. A person's obituary is really meaningless. After all of the survivors listed on that obituary, after they have their own obituaries. Besides all that, all of the money we have and want and chase after is also temporary. As Ecclesiastes puts it, you must leave everything to the one who comes after you. And who knows whether he will be wise, uh, wise with it or a fool with it. This too is meaningless. Your money, your car or cars, your house, your farm, they are all good gifts. But the Lord still labels it as meaningless. Or as Psalm 62 puts it, our psalm from last week, if riches increase, do not set your heart on them. We all think that the world's riches are like gold to be hoarded. But mammon, money, is a false god. It's fool's gold. It can't keep any promises. It allures you with everything, but gives you nothing. Mammon makes you a slave unto death. Mammon's reign is seen throughout our culture. Divorce rates are high. Fights over money being one leading cause. Marriage rates are decreasing. Birth rates follow the same trend. Debt loads, astonishing. Inflation, rising. Worry, fever pitched. Grasping hold of mammon, you end up empty-handed. Finally dead, in the ground, after an unhealthy life of scraping up measly pleasures. Jesus calls heaven and earth as witnesses against you today as he puts our hearts on trial. Look at the birds. Consider the flowers. By the testimony of two or three witnesses, every conviction is decided. Jeremiah says, Even the stork in the heavens knows her times, and the turtle dove, the swallow and crane keep the time of their coming. But my people do not know the justice of Yahweh. We follow so many things in our daily lives, making time for them, spending the money we often slave away to get, and never consider the Lord's justice, His righteousness, what He demands 
of each of us in his word, his commandments. And Isaiah says, The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God endures forever. Money comes up short, but only God's word, his word of promise, endures forever. And here we get to to what Jesus is doing in Matthew 6. He brings his witnesses against us, O you of little faith, to condemn us. He wants you to despair of mammons, of money's ability to help. It has no power to save you. The Lord speaks his promise twice. Your heavenly father. He is not the father of birds, but he cares for each one of them. Not one falls apart from the father, Jesus says. Even the sparrow finds a nest for herself, the psalm says. Your father didn't clothe Solomon like the flowers, but he cares for the grass, for the birds. And he didn't even give his son to die for them. He did that for you, O you of little faith. Yes, you can't serve two masters, two lords. There is only one Lord who can do anything for you that lasts. It's not money. It's Jesus. Jesus is the Lord who actually saves you. He lives his entire life trusting his Father for daily bread, for you. Jesus says, Foxes have holes. Birds of the air have nests. But the Son of Man has no place to lay his head. Even to his dying breath, Jesus trusts his Father. Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. Jesus is the one of great faith. His great faith is credited to your account, withdrawn by faith in him. The Lord Jesus, the Lord who actually saves you, doesn't come up empty for you. He empties himself for you. Because the first commandment, the birds, the grass, the witnesses that condemn you, condemned him. They condemned Jesus because he bore our love of money, our thirst of always wanting more of it. He pays your debt of sin, a debt you can never repay with your good behavior. He paid it with his blood. Jesus doesn't come up empty, only his tomb stands empty for you. 
Jesus is the Lord who actually saves you. Not only from your sins about money, but from the death that such fool's gold deserves. He pours out the true riches, the true righteousness. He gives you the the whole kingdom of heaven, brings you into the kingdom. He makes his heavenly father your heavenly father. You are baptized. The daily promise of new life in him. And then he gives you the most precious thing in the entire universe. His blood. Far more precious than gold. Than anything. See how much Jesus is the Lord who actually saves you. But there's more. Always more with Jesus. To this salvation, Jesus adds, that is, adds, daily bread for you until you fill out your days. When Jesus doesn't and, when he ands, when he adds, it doesn't decrease your faith in him, but increases it. Our adding things becomes the focus. Jesus fills up your life with temporary blessings. And he reminds you that they're temporary so that we would use them properly to love our neighbor. We love our neighbor by using our hard-earned money for their sake. It's why Jesus put that money and that person in your life. Your family, your kids, this church, your community, whoever you might happen to meet, in that order. That's what Paul says in Galatians today. Your heavenly Father feeds birds. He clothes grass with flowers. He'll take care of you too. As Paul says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? He will. And then he'll do something no amount of money can buy, can ever do. He'll bring you back to life, to live with him forever, with everyone who trusts in him alone. Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. In the name of Jesus.